What is up? I am Skyler. I'm Megan. And this is What the French Toast. Yo, welcome back to What the French Toast, the podcast where we record every single week like we're supposed to post those episodes on time you missed last week not us yeah it wasn't us it wasn't anything that we did or didn't do yo i'm kind of messed up right now megan why i just drank a protein shake but i brushed my teeth like five minutes before and it's the most disgusting it was a chocolate one it was the that... worst thing i've ever tasted yeah that sounds pretty unpleasant it's like brushing your teeth and drinking orange juice you ever done that yeah or like you woke up at a friend's house and you brushed your teeth and then you like went in and you guys had a party last night. So you drank mimosa and you know, you just mixed out. It's terrible. God, it's never awful. been in that specific situation. See, I get myself in that I thought you were taking it like you ever spent the night at your friend's house <laughs> and used their toothpaste. And oh, it's I've terrible. Done that. Yeah, they get that bubblegum flavored shit. Or like the just nasty chalky toothpaste. You know, just like and it's not the right like, toothpaste. You're like, Evelyn, you're 50. Why do you have bubblegum flavored toothpaste? Don't you have dentures? Like, Why are you saying that I at 50 year old people don't named you, Evelyn? Don't house. ask questions you don't want the answers to. <laughs> uh, fun fact we're recording while the sun is up today. That's true. And I kind of like it. It's, it's different. We don't even have the light in the room on. We just have the blinds open. We're just enjoying the the sunshine of this beautiful Easter Sunday. It is Easter. It is. I didn't know there was an Easter bunny until like 20 minutes ago. You're welcome for your first Easter basket. Yeah, Megan's family got me my first Easter basket. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know people celebrated Easter with Easter baskets. So uh, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. I love you guys a ton. That was the sweetest thing. You're welcome. We got a lot of candies and fun things to play with, little toys and stuff. So, happy Easter, everybody. Maybe not a stress ball. Her parents apparently think she's stressed for some reason. I, I don't know what would ever give her <laughs> What would ever get her stressed out? It's not like she has to podcast with me every week. What the yeah. Fuck? Guys, okay, Megan, yo, tell me, how's your week been? Uh, it's been a good week. It's been long. I've been working on a big project for work, so gotcha. just focusing in on that and not feeling great lately yeah but that's been a a, you know it's been going around yeah yeah i have like this i mean i have like a terrible sinus infection that i thought went away my doctor even gave me a steroid shot okay and that shit's back yeah like with a vengeance i got a steroid shot a couple weeks ago yeah, and they had to put it in your butt yeah well it's not your butt it's like your hip on your like your lower hip on your back i didn't enjoy it yeah it's I'm no fun. S- I'm sorry that you feel bad, though. It's okay. It's life. Yeah. Other than that, I'm good. My dog's good. My cat's good. Even though my my three legged cat just attacked me earlier today, <laughs> yeah, he got fucked up. And he put his claw directly in like the meat on my toe, yeah, and just really it. like. Mm-hmm. He went. He went to town. He tore me up. It was dinner time, breakfast time, and he was not happy with me. He did not like. He's a fat ass. Yeah, he is, though. He is getting... This is the same cat who steals food off your plate. Yeah. You know? So... And it actually, for those of you wondering, yes, the cat actually does have three legs. Yeah, he's missing one of his front legs. And he's great. His name is Captain Tuna. Captain Tuna. He loves pizza. Does he? Yeah. Okay. He'll steal a piece of pizza off off your plate without even questioning it. Jalapenos and all. Damn. One time he stole a whole Big Mac. Holy... Mm-hmm. This cat's going. He didn't eat the whole thing. I was able to get it away from him, but it's a fight to the death for that, honestly. Yeah, he's a cat. 
he growls and everything. I defied him for Texas Roadhouse rolls one time. Damn. Yeah, he really has no. He he likes food. I want to see this. Like, I actually just want to see you bring back Texas Roadhouse rolls and just go to town with your cat. That seems good. It's a brawl. I would also like to point out. Speaking of brawls. Do you know how many comments I've gotten on the last podcast? Because here's the thing. Because Megan and I are like really close friends. And so we just like know each other very, very well at this point. So the problem is, is like, I will say things that sound like I'm being a complete asshole to you on the podcast. And, and you know that I'm actually not being an asshole. But they don't know that. And then you just gloss over it and continue speaking. And I yeah. don't have time to be like, hold on. I was just kidding, Megs. <laughs> and they're like, you know how many people have like called and texted me and said, bro, you were dick to Megan. And I'm like, no, I wasn't. I was just joking. And she knew I was joking, but she didn't care. And therefore it made it sound like I was just being a dick. Yeah. And the thing is, is that now I know that it bothers people and they think that you're mean to me. (laughs) And so even if I wanted to acknowledge it, now I can't because, Mm. you know, like it's a thing. No, I want you guys to know that got upset by this. I'm going to continue to roast the shit out of Megan. And I'm going to continue to not give a shit. To not give a shit. And you guys need to continue. You guys need to continue to work on getting through this because we're okay. I'm not actually being mean to Megan. If I have a problem with it, I'm going to say it right then. Yeah, she's going to punch me in the face. We all know who the the backbone of this podcast is, and it's not Skylar. Damn. (laughs) I quit. (laughs) Flips table. (laughs) On brighter notes about the podcast, um, in theory, we should soon have a website. Yes. A merch and, store. Yeah, a merch store. So keep your your toasts open. That doesn't make any sense. Stay toasty, my friends. All right. Yeah. Have a good. I'm pretty sure that's taken, actually. Cinnamon yes. Toast Kin took that. Yeah. Um. Keep your eyes peeled like a boiled egg. See, we're okay. <laughs> we're going to work on the marketing. We'll come back to you when we have something better. Anyways, it'll be coming soon. <laughs> You'll be the first to know about it when it happens. I just wanted to like... Your eyes peeled like a boiled egg, Megan. <laughs> Where the fuck did you get that from? I don't know. I'm just trying to be funny. Let's go. Anyways, um, you asked me how I was. I didn't ask how you were, I don't think. So how are oh, you? Oh, dude, I'm good. I So we... We, I'm good. There's a lot of cool things in my life that are happening right now. Like, for example, like I really do enjoy this podcast. And recently... We've gotten a lot of like really positive and really cool feedback, like even more so. And it's just really cool to like hear, right? Because obviously I'm biased, right? Like I listen to our podcast and I think like it's cool. And I, I think like I'd listen to this podcast. Of course you would, you fucking idiot. Like you're in, you're half of the podcast. It's like your that's, podcast. Yeah, like yeah. you listen to it. But then like having other people reach out and say like, dude, your podcast is great. And these are the reasons why. And this, that, and the other. And 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 actually some some pretty some pretty cool people that I never even imagined would reach out to us thus far have reached out to us. And I think it's really cool. Um, so yeah, thank you guys that are listening for your support. Uh, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And we're going to continue to work hard, put out this content for you. Um, I met Damien Williams last night at a, at a bar. I don't know who that is. So he's, um, he's, he was a running back for the Kansas city chiefs oh. and he won us the super bowl like three years ago. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm in this bar and I'm wearing my Chiefs hat, you know, and I'm fucking drinking. I'm having a good time. And he like walks up. And 
taps me on the shoulder. I don't know why I knocked. I don't know why I, I don't know why I clicked. He didn't click when he knocked on my shoulder. I've been weird. <laughs> so he like knocks on my shoulder and I turn around and I'm like, hey man, don't touch me. <laughs> I turn back around and I'm like, hold up. Dude, are you Damien Williams? And he's like, Yeah. And I'm like, bro, thanks for winning us the Super Bowl. Like, I really appreciate you. We took shots. It was great. It was a good time. Did you get any pictures? No, I don't take. Here's my thing. I don't like, like my, I don't like pictures. Like, I don't take pictures. That's weird. I should. Because pictures are didn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know. Like. I just like to live in the moment. You can and live in the I, moment, but also like quick selfie. I feel like everybody's like, yo, Damien Williams, let's take pictures. And I feel like I want to be that one fan that's like, dude, I just want to like, like, let's talk about the camp. Like, let's talk about one of my favorite things in the world. Like, let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, fuck a picture. I need to know the inside. Like, how's Andy Reid? Yo, do you mean Pat Mahomes? Like, I know you did. How is he? Like, fuck. Give me time. Travis Kelsey. How is he taller than me? Like, tell me the tell me the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you can just be like, but first, let me take a selfie. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is not where my mind goes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes those things need to be like memorialized in form of a picture on your tiny smart device that you carry in your pocket. We. That's fair. Yeah. Megan, are you are you ready? I guess so. To jump into these mother effing topics, even though I say the fuck word constantly. I just censored it there. You're fucking welcome, audience. <laughs> Let's get started. All right now. All right, everyone. Um, we've got a different episode for you today. Scholar and I each have one topic, and they're both pretty long. But they're both pretty fucking cool. Yeah, they're yeah. both really good. Um my topic, Skylar requested because he wanted to get my take on this specific topic. Yes. I have no idea what Skylar's is, but that's okay. Um, as as normal, I've got some trigger warnings for you. Um, in this case, there is murder. Oh. So, yeah. If you're, uh, there's unsolved, but solved crime. You know, so it's a weird one. Um, it's it potentially unsolved, but the case is closed and has technically been solved. But there's lots of theories that are going around with it. There's also potential domestic violence and, you know, intimate partner violence. Um, so, yeah, if those are things that are trigger you, skip ahead a little bit and go listen to Skylar's topic. <laughs> um, it's going to fuck you up, too, but it's not in the same way. But we'll, we'll, and we'll see you next week. Um, as far as for me, um, this specific topic is very, or this specific case is very date centric. So if you're super specific, you might want to grab like a pen and paper and follow along so you can help us figure out if this is what really happened or not. Um, and some of the sources that I've used uh, for this, because there's a lot of information, a lot of dates, the sources that I used were Wikipedia, New York Times, CNN, and Dateline. Okay. Um, the show. I think that's, yeah, I think that that's the episode that it was on. Um, and then just also the news from what I remember when it happened and that type of thing, because this is very recent. So get ready to strap in. If you're in the car, make sure you're wearing your seatbelt, grab your vape, grab your <laughs> water, and let's just go ahead Drop. and... Grab those mimosas and let's go. Yeah, grab your mimosas or your, your French toast, whatever you need to help you sit through this and follow along. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's go. So July 2nd, 2021. Okay. 
22-year-old Gabby Petito Uh and her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, set out on a cross-country, four-month-long road trip in the converted van that they own. Or Mm. that, yeah, in their converted van. Cool, right? Van life, whatever. (laughs) Great stuff. Um, August 12th, 2021, in Moab, Utah, police were dispatched to a domestic incident involving Gabby and Brian. When they stopped the van, they're met with an emotional scene. Uh, Gabby is super emotional and distraught, and uh, she's downplaying the altercation, blaming her OCD, and uh, it causing her to be mean, and that's kind of where things went. There's a lot of body cam footage from this incident out and about. You can see it. The 911 call basically states that someone called 911 because they saw a couple fighting in a car and that the man slapped the woman. Okay. Okay. Um, Both Gabby and Brian had marks and scratches on them. Uh, Gabby was so upset that she couldn't even really get through a sentence, like a full sentence without crying or needing to like wipe her nose, take a deep breath, you know, that type of thing. Um, During the investigation, officers kind of classified the situation as a mental breakdown instead of a domestic violence incident. Because Gabby was so upset and she had downplayed the incident being that the way she shared it to the officers was that it was her fault because she got distraught and upset and that he was just trying to calm her down. Right. Okay. And neither Gabby or Brian wanted to press charges against the other. They just wanted to be together and keep on with their trip. Right. Uh, But because they classified it as a mental breakdown instead of domestic violence, there wasn't an arrest required. Okay. Um, If it had been considered more of a a violent situation, they would have had to arrest one of them as, you know, the, the perpetrator and that type of thing. So instead of arresting anyone, they separated the couple and Brian stayed in a motel and Gabby stayed in the van. Uh, When you watch the body cam footage, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's also strange that, like, as a dude, as me, right? Like, <clears throat> no, babe. Like, you take the hotel, the safest thing. Yeah. Let me grab that van, you know? Yeah. She she did not want to be separated from him at all. Like, at all. She wanted to go right back to him. Mm-hmm. Um, the police just made them separate. But, yeah, sure. I agree. So, and the, the van was in, the van is in Gabby's name. Okay. From my understanding. I got you. So I think that's why she would have had to stay in the van and, and he couldn't because I think it was technically hers. Sure. On like a legal, from a legal standpoint. Um, there's lots of speculation about the way that the police handled this specific interaction and how it just was really, it was just a weird vibe. Both Brian and Gabby seem really off and just mm-hmm. different. And, and it's really hard to understand exactly what, what happened. Um, right. It does seem like both people were kind of hitting each other, you know, reacting to each other. But either way, um, the Moab City Police did eventually uh, do an investigation on the way that the incident was handled. And during that investigation, the chief of police of the Moab City Police Department did take a leave of absence. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have the outcome of that investigation as far as if they determine that... Uh, maybe they should have arrested one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I couldn't find anywhere that had any of the results of that investigation. So, okay. but they did do an investigation or they're doing an investigation. Where I'm sorry. Where did you say? So like they, this altercation between Gabby and Brian, mm-hmm. where did you say it took place at? 
Moab, Utah. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't like at any particular <clears throat> sorry, it wasn't like at any particular place. It was just No, the 911 call, I think that they had been at a gas station or okay. like at a shop or something like that and that's where it came in, but they were pulled over on the side of the road. Oh shit. When, okay, yeah, I got you. Like it wasn't at a specific location that the, okay. they were pulled over. I got you. Um August 17th, 2021, so five days later, Brian takes a flight from Salt Lake City, Utah to Tampa, Florida, and Gabby stayed in Salt Lake at a motel during that time. He returns on August 23rd, and staff reported that she checked out on August 24th. Laundry's family attorney stated that the trip was to clear out and close their storage unit so that they could save money and extend their trip out. Okay. You know, so they had a storage unit back home, and so that's why Brian returned home. Sure. August 19th, the video posted, or the couple posted a video on YouTube about their journey, and they seemed really happy. They were laughing, kissing, and seemed to be enjoying their trip. Keeping in mind that specific date is while while Brian is in Florida, right. the date that that video was posted. August 24th, the day that they checked out of the hotel, uh, Gabby FaceTimes with her mom and says, hey, we're leaving Utah, and we're heading to the Teton Range in Wyoming, which is like 300 miles away. I mean, they're in a van. This is what they're doing. This is what, you know, she's just letting her family know where she's going. August 25th, Gabby and her mom exchange a few texts. And this is the last day that anything was posted on her Instagram. Um, The picture is of her like holding a pumpkin saying like, happy Halloween or something like that. But it's freaking August. Yeah. So, Uh um, and her family believes that Gabby was in Grand Teton at this point. Okay. August 27th. 2021 more texts were sent between gabby and her mom that still believes she's in teton i think i'm saying that right teton Grand teton yeah, yeah teton teton I, I i've always said teton so okay. yeah witnesses report that gabby and brian were seen at a tex-mex restaurant in jackson hole wyoming around 1 and 1 to 2 p.m witnesses state that brian seemed super aggressive and was like fighting with the restaurant staff like not physically but like yelling back and forth sure, just like just really being, worked yeah. up yeah Another witness contacted the FBI and shared that a slow-moving white van and a generic young white man acting weird near the Spread Creek dispersed camping area. A generic young white man. Yeah. Existed, I guess, is the the point of the end of that sentence, was that this was happening. Like, this just like a generic van and a generic white man were acting weird. Sure. Um, in the, in the camping area on August 26th, 27th, and twenty and maybe the 28th. That was the words? That was like, those were like the exact words that they mm-hmm. used? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, and a text from Gabby's phone was sent to her mom, and this text read, quote, Can you help Stan? I just keep getting his voicemails and missed calls, end quote. And this message raised a lot of concern for her mom, Gabby's mom, because Stan is Gabby's grandfather, but she'd never referred to him by his first name. I mean, why would she, right? Sure. Like, that's her grandpa. Right. Um, so just kind of struck her as weird. August 29th, okay. um, a woman posted a TikTok video later, but said that on August 29th, she and her boyfriend gave Laundry a lift. Brian Laundry, a lift from an area near Coulter Bay Village after seeing him hitchhiking alone. She reported that Laundry seemed really freaked out, and upon learning they were going to Jackson Hole instead of Jackson, Wyoming, he got out of the vehicle near the Jackson Lake Dam less, less than 30 minutes and 10 miles after being picked up. 
The witness found it weird that Brian offered $200 for the ride, even though it had only been a short distance. And he didn't appear to be very dirty, despite the fact that he'd said he'd been camping for days. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of campsites have showers. But also, that's weird that she was like, oh, it's weird that he offered me money for giving him a ride. $200 for 10 miles, though? I mean, some people are generous, right? Maybe he really needed it. Who knows, right? I just think that it's weird that she thought it was weird that he wanted it. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I think she just was thrown off by his entire demeanor and that he was just weird and... Which seems to be a thing. Yeah, I mean, it seems, yeah. And I can see why he, for example, Jackson Hole was where they were. Right. Right, like that's where him and Gabby had been. Right. And he was trying to go to Jackson, Wyoming. So if something had happened it would make sense that he would be like freaked out to go back to the place that they had already been to right? for fear of like being recognized or running into someone or something, you know? Right. Um, August 30th, the last math message from Gabby's phone sent to her mom says just simply no service in Yosemite. Okay. But they weren't in Yosemite. They were in Teton. Yeah. So it's a little, you know, weird. No service in Yosemite. And her mom is still uncertain about who might've sent those messages. So she doesn't think it was Gabby. Mostly because, well, kind of. From, I mean, it'll make more sense later a little bit down the line. But essentially, at the time the messages were sent, she was like, oh, it's Gabby. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But now after the fact, she's like. Was it? Well, you know, because the messages were weird. Like calling her grandpa by the first name, saying that they're in Yosemite, but they were supposed to be in Teton. You know, like these weird things, like. Information. So yeah. at the time, the messages seemed weird, but she still thought that they were Gabby. Yeah. And now, you know, she expressed that she doesn't believe that those messages were from Gabby. That makes sense. And that'll make more sense. Here you know. bit, yeah. yeah. September 1st, Laundrie reports back to his parents' home in Northport, Florida, in the white Ford van that the couple had used for the road trip, that is registered to Gabby Petito. Right. And he was by himself. Yep. Okay. That Which is... Hella alarming. Yeah. <laughs> Held up. <laughs> Where's my daughter? <laughs> yeah. So either way, um, at this point, he returns home and there's no sign of Gabby. No one has seen... He, he's not with her. So theories are saying, oh, he left his fucking fiance in the fucking campgrounds in Wyoming, took her van. Took her van, yeah. And was like, peace out, homie. Jesus. You know? Yeah. September 6th. The Laundry family, so Brian, his parents, and his sister go camping at a campground that's like 75 miles from their home. And it was called Fort DeSoto. And they were there from September 6th to September 7th. And they all left together. Okay. Not really relevant, but it shows you kind of it, like not particularly relevant to Gabby, but it shows like the mindset, right? Like the family was like, okay. You know, no, Gabby, you're in her van, but let's just go camping. You know? Let's just go do, let's continue life is like nothing happened. Yeah. So yeah. September 11th, 2021, after not hearing from Gabby since late August, her family decides to report her missing. Wait, hold up. Say that again. After they hadn't heard from Gabby since late August. And it was another date though. Sorry. Oh, September 11th. Jesus. Oh, damn. Okay. So the last message that they got from Gabby was on October or on August 30th. Or from Gabby's phone, to be clear. So it's been about 11 days since they have heard from her. And there was a lot of speculation as to, like, why did you wait 11 days to report her right. missing? But also, they're camping. There's no service. Especially her last message said there was no service. 
You right. know what I'm saying? Like, so it, I could see how you would wait, right? Like they're they're out in the middle of nowhere. Eleven days. It's it's yeah okay. Fair. You know what I'm saying? Like fair. I don't know. It's hard to know what you would do in that situation, but either way, right? They hadn't heard from Gabby. They decide to report her missing, so police go to Brian Laundry's home, his parents' home, sure, to investigate. And they reports say that they were given the family's lawyer's information. And that was it. They refused to answer any questions what? or assist in any way. Oh, already off the bat. Yeah. Like, like, hey, let's just go to my daughter's boyfriend's house. Hopefully, they know something. Hey, do you know where my daughter is? Speak to my lawyers, huh? Because one thing that's not mentioned in my notes, but is meant, is a thing, was that prior to their road trip, Gabby and Brian had been living with his parents in Florida while they were, um, like, getting their van ready to go out and that type of thing. Mm. So that would have been, like, Gabby's last known address, like, that she lived at, you know. So And they knew that, so that's why police went to her house to, like, investigate. And the family is like, no, we don't want to help. Bye. Here's our lawyer's number. Oh, they already knew. The family knew. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right, now. So two days after that, September 13th, police surveyed Laundry's... Let me gather my thoughts for a second. (laughs) Okay. September 13th, two days after Gabby's reported missing, police are watching the Brian Laundry, like the Laundry home, Mm -hmm. and they see him leave. Two days after that... They see his car return, and police believe that the person who exited the car and entered the home was Brian Laundry. Sure. September 15th, the police describe Mr. Laundry as a person of interest because they believe that he was the last person to see Gabby before she was po- reported missing. Right. Fair. Not in arrest, not saying he's guilty of anything. They're just trying to get in touch with this guy They're trying to figure, to out, figure what out what the hell happened because yeah. nobody's seen her in... 100%. You know, two weeks at this point, three weeks at this point. Right. On September 17th, so six days after Gabby was reported missing, Laundry Brian Laundry was reported missing by his parents, who claimed to have not seen him since September 14th. And it's at this time that the police realized that they had mistaken Brian's mom for him when the car returned to the house on September 15th. Did they? Because I don't know if I'd trust the parents at this point either. Because clearly the parents knew something was up. Well, at this point, Brian went missing. He took his car. They saw him get in the car and drive it away. Right? Then his quote-unquote came back in his car. Exactly. And then went inside. If this was his mother, come comes back in his car, goes inside, and then the next day goes, hey, our son's gone. Yeah. Oh, that's... Well, a few days later, yeah. So... A few days later? He returned on the 15th. They reported him missing on the 17th to say that they haven't seen him since the 14th. So... Which... But he would have already been gone in his car. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, On the 13th, he left in his car. Right. They haven't seen him. Since the 14th. She returns on the 15th. Right. To say... You know, and she's doing her thing. She returns in his car. In his car, yeah. And then two days later, they say, you know what? We haven't seen Brian in three days. Something's up. Even though she returned in his car. Right. So something had to happen where she knew where his car was to go and get it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, On September 18th, so the day after Brian's reported missing, the Northport police announced that they're going to search the Carlton Reserve 
um, which is about 13 miles from Northport, Florida, and it's 25,000 acres. And that's where they're going to look for Brian Laundry because that's where his parents said that he had went camping or where he went to get away. On September 19th, so eight days after she's reported missing, uh, human remains were found in the National Forest in Wyoming that they believed to belong to Gabby Petito. There's no proof at this point. They just, you know, matches her they description. Just, yeah. Yeah. On September 21st, the Teton County Coroner confirms that those human remains that were found at the Bridger Teton National Forest are those of Gabby Petito. Okay. But they don't have a cause of death or anything at this time. They just confirmed that it was hers and notified her family and that type of thing. Some time goes by, Hmm. and on October 12th, 2021, so, you know, almost, almost a month, you know, since she was reported missing, but a few weeks after they confirmed that it was her body... Um, forensic pathologists, anthropologists, local law enforcement, and the FBI um, determined that Gabby Petito's cause of death was strangulation. And the coroner shares that her body had been there for three to four weeks prior to being found. So they found her body on September 19th. And it had been there for three to four weeks before they found it. And at this point, they still have not located Brian Laundry. Okay. So he's still missing October 20th. So eight days after they determined her cause of death, human remains are found in the Carlton Reserve in Florida, along with a backpack and a notebook that they believe to belong to Brian Laundry. Sure. Now, this is a very large park, but the remains were found near the entrance of the park. And so you're kind of like, well, what the fuck? How didn't they find his remains? Like if it was near the entrance. Right. You know, Um, it's because that part of the park had actually been flooded. You know, it's Florida. Mm -hmm. So it's marshlands. And at that point, that part of the park was flooded. But then uh, his parents joined the search. And that day, his his remains are are found. Because... Aren't his parents the one? His parents are the ones that found his remains. I remember in like the time of this happening, it stating that his father was the one who found yeah. the remains. But when I tried to verify that, okay, there's no you know sources that say specifically that it was his parents. Okay. So I'm not sure if it just happened that his parents were on the search that day and that's when it was found, or if his parents were actually the ones who found his remains. I gotcha. Either way. Either way, it, it is very weird. For sure. That the, they've been searching for weeks at this point in this reserve. And the one day and the one day show up. Oh, his, there he is. Exactly. Yep, that's um, okay. At this point, an autopsy was not possible for the remains. They're described as skeletal, uh, which would make sense being that they've been in flooded area where there's lots of wildlife and that type of thing that could have, you course. know. Um, so they sent the remains to a forensic anthropologist. They need to identify the remains and they need to, you know, determine cause of death. Uh, the next day they were determined to be Brian Laundry via dental records. And again, were described as skeletal. So basically nothing really left. Um, and it's really hard to determine cause of death on skeletal remains. Yeah. So that takes a while. Um, November 23rd. So a month later, the medical examiner's office states that, uh, Brian Laundrie's death determined, or his investigation determined that he had died by suicide from a gunshot wound to the head. So 
theory states that he went into the woods and killed himself. Then in January 2022, January 21st, the FBI releases handwritten statements linking Brian Laundrie to Gabby Petito's death that were found in the notebook that they found with his remains. And the FBI met with Gabby's family and released that the investigation would soon be closed and that they also released a statement that they believe that no one else was directly involved with her death. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then the family, Gabby's family processes everything that's happened. They have closed the case to state that Brian is the one who, who hurt Gabby. And I'm going to read some of the notes here because in June, 2022, the laundry's family lawyer, So Brian's lawyer released the full notebook entry, which Cole, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Which makes, anyways, I I can't English. Anyway, so they released the full entry and in that laundry claims that he killed Gabby after she'd fallen and injured herself, stating she fell and to put her out of her misery, he just killed her. Let's just strangle her to death. So this is a quote from... These are like partial quotes, if that makes sense. So they may not make sense altogether, but it is quoted exactly from the the note here. Quote, I ended her life. I thought it was merciful. That is what she wanted. But now I see the mistake I made. Uh, I am ending my life, not because of fear of punishment, but rather because I cannot stand to live another day without her. And so then from that, the note... Uh, Experts say that with the note, it doesn't contend that Laundry, his account doesn't really match with what was found in her body. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and Michael, well, oh, go ahead. He strangled her. What do you mean? I thought it was merciful. No, that's fucking a terrible way to die. Yeah. What do you mean? Okay. <laughs> and from my understanding, the autopsy didn't show any other injuries. Right. So if she fell... And his account is accurate. She fell and got winded. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing severe happened. She didn't hit her head and was like about to die. Break her leg and her, you know, like break her femur or, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing severe happened. So she got winded and he was like, "Mm, this seems more merciful to strangle you. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. I got you. Yeah. So experts say, you know, um, Michael Alazar from the John Jay College of Criminal Justice believed that Laundrie was someone who just didn't want to own up to what he did. Yeah. And he was just trying to find justification for his actions. And then uh, lastly on the timeline here, in November of 2022, uh, Gabby's parents filed a $50 million wrongful death lawsuit against the Moab City Police Department, alleging that its officers were negligent in their interactions with her and Brian Laundrie Two weeks before her death, you know, basically alleging that if they maybe had arrested one of them, that Gabby wouldn't be dead. Right. Like it was a domestic situation that could have maybe been, we don't know what would have happened, but they filed that lawsuit. And as far as I know, it's still an open thing. Right. Um, but the fun part is the theories. Sure. During the time of this investigation, this case went viral. Yeah. Like, insanely viral. Right. Um, it was in the middle of a pandemic, you know. Yeah. So 20, everybody was, like, bored. And in like, 2021, and this this young, pretty girl goes missing. Everyone became a detective. And everyone became a detective. Yeah. All the internet TikTok people went, went crazy with the case. They were showing different posts from 
that she had posted versus what were po- what was posted on her Instagram. Right. Like most recently, post it and match up. She was normally very forthcoming with information, and that last post was like very short, like one sentence, and she was normally writing like paragraphs. Right. You know, she was trying to make a career out of this. She was trying to become like a vlogger and a van lifer. Right. You know, like this is what she wanted to do. Right. And so people were showing also that there's like a post with her having fully blonde hair, but then one of the other posts, she her roots are showing, you know, and they were talking about how people who have blonde hair don't just go to any salon to get their hair touched up. You go to, like, your same person. And right. it's like, so these pictures must be older or something like that. You know, lots of theories about that. Okay. So essentially, um, I think everyone can agree that Brian Laundry fucked some shit up and he, hurt, and he hurt Gabby. He took her life. No one, I don't think anyone disagrees with that. Sure. At this point. And if he didn't actually take her life, he was involved in some way. Mm-hmm. At the time, many people were trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, including right. myself. Right. I was Same. like, it's funny that you're immediately accusing him, you know, but we don't know anything. Right. Like, that's not fair for him. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah. Trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And unfortunately, I, I do think that I was wrong in that assumption. I do think that he did kill Gabby. Sure. He admits to killing Gabby. So, I mean, something, you know what I'm saying? But it's just the other, like, there's lots of little things that were happening during this case at the same time that aren't important to the timeline of this case. But, you know, everything that was going on and the weird shit that made it where it's like, "Mm, what's going on? You know what I mean? Right. So specifically, a lot of people seem to speculate that those last text messages and the last Instagram posts were not made by Gabby. I would, I would say that that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that it was probably Brian right. posting and texting to kind of throw people off so that they wouldn't report her missing. Well, and by the same account, Brian would know they've been together for a while. Brian would know her grandfather's name. Yeah. So, yeah, like those things would make sense. But in a stressful moment, he may not be able to remember if she called him Papa, Peepaw, pa, you know, Pa, oh, course, Grandpa, yeah. Gram, you know, Gramps, you can't ask, whatever. Because you just killed her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's possible. That or theory speculates that that her that Gabby did send that text message as a way to throw off like her mom and be like, so her mom would realize something was wrong. Does that make sense? Right. Another theory, and this is really wild, but I found it while I was doing research, is that his grand her grandpa's name is Stan. That is his name, but that it's a theory that she used his name. I was about to say because Eminem has that song Stan. About a man who ties his girlfriend up in a room. And so that's what they think. That's, that some of the internet people think is the theory. Sure. That in the moment she was maybe being held hostage or was in a fight with him. And she sent that text message so that her mom what, that's would what be I was thrown thinking. off. Yeah. And would realize she called him Stan and it's a reference to an Eminem song. And it's like a whole thing. Well, not the Eminem thing. But that she she sent the text message to throw that's to, what, but to yeah, like that's what I was raise thinking. some flags, right? Like, yeah, like hey, if my mom, if like, well, because like as you know, who if any if anybody's gonna catch this, hopefully it'll be my mom, right? So like hey, I can't tell you that something's up because he can read my texts, but like read between the lines here. Yeah, that's because when you said it, that's kind of what I thought. Like if it was Gabby, yeah. what if she was just trying to like send a signal, being like, yo, I'm not okay. Exactly. So that's what the two theories are on that text message is that either she sent it to raise some flags for her parents so that they might realize something was wrong. Right. 
or that he sent it to throw off the trail that she was actually already dead mm-hmm. and was just trying to reach out to her parents. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So that she they wouldn't be concerned. Um, and there's another thing too. At the same time, or right around the time that they were in Jackson Hole, there was a murder of a lesbian couple. That's what. Yeah, and I remember that. They, you know, at time to- at the time they were speculating that Brian might have been involved in that in some way. Yeah. And maybe Gabby saw. Maybe Gabby knew. Gabby found out, and that's why he killed her. You know. Other speculations at the time was that there was a serial killer in the area and that he killed the, or that that serial killer killed the lesbian couple and also killed Gabby. And that's why Brian was on the run because Brian knew who that guy was and was afraid to get caught. That's kind of what I had thought because I remember hearing that like they were at a bar or something and they were apparently like allegedly, this is the story that I heard of that, right? Allegedly Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito were like sitting in proximity of this lesbian couple and had actually exchanged like words like they were speaking to each other and then later that night the lesbian couple got killed and that was kind of like hearing that Mm -hmm. in like terms of trying to give brian laundry the benefit of the doubt like back then anyway right before kind of like everything came out and whatever i was like what if maybe not necessary like necessarily a serial killer, but just like in general, what if Gabby and Brian saw something that they weren't supposed to see? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a, why they were acting so strange is because like, maybe, Hey, like maybe they witnessed the murder. Maybe they tried to go find help. And then maybe that person tried to beat them up and like somehow they got away, which you explained why they had marks on them. Yeah. Right. Like maybe that's why they were acting weird is because they knew that they were in danger. Yeah. And then, Brian Lange just tried to get home and then he, you know, parents were acting strange. He was acting strange. So he goes and tries to hide out in the woods just to try and let it pass. And then boom, they find him and kill him. That's yeah. I mean, truly that's what I was like, what what I thought at the time was like trying to give him the benefit of the doubt that not every domestic relationship that has even domestic violence issues and it ends up in one partner killing the other. Right. Right. And trying to give him the benefit of the doubt that immediately people just jumped on him and said that he was the bad guy. It's Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because she went missing and they're like, wait, it's him. Right. You know, the internet specifically was like, it was him. It was him. He did it. Even though in theory, most of the time, the intimate partner is the first suspect. That's fair. Sure. Cause you're around that person the most. Right. But yeah, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt that there wasn't, that he didn't do anything wrong and that maybe they got caught up in something that they weren't prepared to be caught up in. Right. Again, I I think that, again, everyone agrees that he did it. At this you know, point. Even if he didn't, he admitted to doing it in his handwriting, mm, in a journal, thing, yeah. found near his body. However. Yeah. And it's also just like the whole parents acting weird thing. That's kind of what like sells me on it, right? Is like the whole parents were acting weird. Like, hey, you call my lawyer. And then driving back in his car and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're fine. Um, yeah, you know, like, yeah, it, it, it's that. It's the parents just being strange. And then that's one thing that I can't seem to get over is, like, nobody found him for three weeks. And then one day his parents are like, yeah, I guess we'll join the search. Well, Where because they, here's yeah. the thing. She lived with them for, like, two years prior to their man trip. Right. She's their son's fiance. Right. She played a huge part in their life. And Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... 
even if they didn't talk much, even if she was in their room most of the time, like, you know what I'm saying? Like she was in their home for two years right. prior to their, to their trip. Right. They have a daughter. Mm-hmm. They have a son. You would think that if this person who's close to their son went missing, they would want to be involved and assist in any way that they could. True. Right? Like, in, in, I mean, maybe they can't assist much, right? They, they weren't even in the home at the time of all of this happening, you know, Brian and Gabby, but they could say, sure, search the bedroom. Sure, here's, you know, here's Brian. At least hand him over. You know what I'm saying? Because prior to them finding his body, this guy is just missing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So at the time, before they found his body, there was all sorts of theories. He had more, before, from the time he returned, which was on the 1st of September, to the time she was reported missing, which was on the 11th of September, it's 11 days. Yeah. That, that, that they weren't even investigating. Right. Or 10 days that they weren't even investigating that she was missing. Right. That's 10 days for him to have told his parents what he did and got the hell out of Dodge. You know what I'm saying? Right. He could have gone anywhere. But supposedly he chooses to go camping. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like. Well, that's got to be a theory. Like his parents having something to do with his disappearance has to be a theory. I would assume. Well, yes, that is a theory. A theory that maybe they might have had something to do with his death stating that we can't have a son who kills somebody. You know what I'm saying? And then said, hey, you got to go. You got to go and he couldn't handle it. Or... You know, that they killed him and said, you know, like, we're not going to have a son who kills people. You know what I'm saying? Or we're not going to bring this onto our family. Or because, that they assisted him getting disappeared, right? Like, right. That they they helped with him That's, getting yeah. out of the country, getting out of the area, whatever, you know, allegedly. Because wasn't there, These like, are all theories. Because was, there was, like, also a theory where, like, the mom on the day there's like video i remember seeing this and it could have just very well been because like i don't know like the date in which this was taken but obviously there were a lot of people hanging around the laundry house in florida and all this and stuff like that at one point i remember seeing like video evidence of brian laundry's mother walking to his car with like trash bags and putting them in like the back of the car and then driving away granted that could have just been like hey now we know he's gone. Here's his car. Like we're cleaning out his room or whatever the case is. Like sure. it could have been completely taken out of context, but so that was weird. Um, but also say that was on like the 14th. Like what if that was Brian Laundry? That'd have been fucking weird. Yeah. Also in the sense of like the Gabby Petito staying at their house for like two years, it is strange that they just seemed so kind of like cold and turned off by and it. detached, like, yeah. And oh, go find my lawyers. But if you think about it, Brian Laundry being their son, that's the same stance that they took on him being missing too. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, they they weren't involved in the search right. until the day. You know, the night before that day that they found his remains is when they told everybody they were going to be on the search with them. Right. And then that morning or that day is when his remains are found. Right. It's weird. It seems like a coincidence. Now, granted, the area was flooded, and it's it is technically possible that he did go out into those into the reserve, kill himself. The area got flooded with the marshlands, and his remains had been scavenged by local you know creatures, and then they were found. But one of the theories states that allegedly maybe one of his parents had placed his remains in that spot. That's what I at yeah. that time, and that's when he was found. That's the thing. Because another theory is that he was never actually found. That these remains are not his remains. They're just remains of someone from wherever. Now, that theory has been disproved only because 
the body that was found was identified by dental records. Sure. But, I mean, is it technically possible to falsify those? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how possible that is. So there's lots of different theories that went around this case. And, again, this case went super viral, not only because everyone's locked up in their houses during a pandemic and needs something to do. It's a weird case. No one can figure out if he actually did it or not, even though he does admit to it in his handwriting. There's no, like, verbal proof, and there's no proof that that's even his handwriting. You, you know what I mean? But it also, at the time, there were tips coming in about Brian. Right. So police are investigating all over the fucking country looking for him right. because they're stating he's in, like, people are calling in, he's here. We saw someone who looks like him here. And in that investigation, they found multiple other people's bodies, like dead bodies. Right. I remember that. And so, coincidentally, all of the bodies that were found during the investigation were not tied to the case, including the lesbian couple that was killed in the same area around mm. the same time, was not tied to the case. They believe they're completely unrelated, not necessarily from each other, but from Gabby's case. And then, of course, brought in the whole media stir of Gabby was a young, pretty white girl, and there was, you know, it, and she went viral. But there's also... Yeah people of color and indigenous people who have gone missing women specifically nobody gave a shit about. that nobody's nobody's bringing to attention and so that's another reason that the case went viral because people were pissed that her case went viral but there were other people who have been missing and and gone for a long time that were never given the same media attention right um and brought in some concerns and questions and ultimately this case you know i truly believe he did it but I don't believe that that was, like, my theory. Sure. I believe he did it. Un for reasons unknown. Maybe he's a sociopath. Maybe he was planning to hurt her. Sure. Maybe he, you know, it was a crime of passion. I don't know. But he, I, I think he did it. Sure. And I think that allegedly he disappeared. I don't think that that was his remains that were found in the body, or in the, the reserve. I do think that that was someone else's body that they just claimed to have matching dental records to, to Brian Laundry because they want to close the case because they don't want to admit that they that they dropped the that ball on up. this thing. Well, that's what... And she went missing and then he disappeared and he got out from right under their fucking noses. Well, that's what... In episode 10, I talked about wrongful convictions. Yeah. And in, what we learned from that episode is so many times, like police departments and, and stuff like that, they will just falsify evidence because, yeah, A, they just want the case to be over. B, they want to be right, and they don't care whose life they fuck up. They don't care who they throw in prison. They don't care who dies. They just want to close the case mm -hmm. and say, hey, look, we've done something. And especially in a case this high profile, when the media is all over you, mm -hmm. day after day after day after day, I mean, there was relentless. There was protesters and reporters and everything outside right. of the laundry home the entire time. Just, hey, close yeah. the case and let's be done with it. Oh, yeah, we found Brian Laundry police department comes in or the detectives come in or whatever. And it's just like, yo, forensic department comes in and like, yo, just fucking say it was his dental records, please God. And, and, or maybe it was enough of a match. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, right. And that's the thing is I don't know the science behind that. I don't know if, I mean, I know that they've identified remains via dental records millions of times, probably. I just don't know if it's possible for that to be falsified. So my theory sure. is just that, you know, maybe it's not him. Maybe that wasn't his body. Sure. Because he had more than enough time to get away. And he clearly had the lawyer and the family who was willing to help. Apparently. Because they they were not willing to assist in the investigation. You know what I mean? And allegedly, in my theory, 
I, I think his parents might have had something to do with it. You know what I'm saying? 100%. I mean, obviously, I don't know, and I hope that they didn't. And if that is his body, then I'm glad that he, you know, got that out of it and that he also doesn't get to live. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just such a weird fucking case. Such a weird case. And the fact that it was so specific to dates and times and there were so many weird, like, coincidences and occurrences during the case. And then all of a sudden, he's just gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. He just disappears. And then they find his remains later in a place that they've already been searching for weeks at this point. It's just weird. Well, my thing is, like, I'm right now, like, I'm looking up pictures of Brian Laundry and his mother. Brian Laundry is a bit taller than his mother, bald and has a beard. His mother is quite a bit smaller, a lot frailer, has hair, no beard. How far away are you sitting to be like, oh, there's Brian Laundry. He came back. Oh, that was his mom. Okay. So how do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? So that's kind of my thing, right? Is like, if it was truly Brian Laundry and it was a bald man with a beard that walked out of their home, got inside of his own car and drove away. And then two days later, he came back. But it was his mother, and you're like, oh, yeah, sorry, that was his mom. So the, did you even see Brian Laundry the first day? Because if you did, that's strange. Because if you actually saw Brian Laundry get in his car and drive away, and then two days later, his mother came back. Mm-hmm. Were we not keeping tabs on his mother? That means his mother had to have eventually gone there to pick up his car. Sure. And then drove it back. Yeah. And that's weird to me. That's what I'm saying is... Am I, like, accusing police of dropping the ball? Maybe a little bit. Of course, yeah. But also, maybe they didn't. I mean, if the family had something to do with it, if the family was involved, or if the family even knew that he did it in the first place, they would have taken the precautions to try to at least, you know what I'm saying? Like, to to stay out of their, out of their radar, basically. Didn't they have money? I don't know. Because I, I feel like it's Brian did not have any money because at some point he ends up using Gabby's credit card and had had a warrant out for him for wrongfully using her credit card. He had no money. Interesting. She had the money. And so, yeah, it was like, a th- I mean, I don't know. She... I don't know. Um, it, it's just a weird thing. And I'm really sorry to like Gabby's family that this happened. And it really sucks. It does, you know? yeah. And, and it really sucks because, yes, there's answers, but are they really answers? There really is nothing. It's, it's, you know yeah. what I mean? It, it's not... It's increasingly, like, just discerning and irritating that, like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, we have all this technology nowadays, and you kind of have to ask yourself the question, like, dude, yeah, but, like, can we trust that shit? Because yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, we're all humans. And and honestly, like, I don't think it is unfair to say that the police did drop the ball. They're human, too. They get stressed at work just as much as we do. We all know that sure. we cut corners. What's to say that they cops aren't just some prestigious people that are above cutting corners. They do it all the time. And we've seen that time and time again. And they don't, because they do it for a living, 
they don't really necessarily care that it is a murder case or whatever mm-hmm. this. You cut corners the same as everybody else just to try and get it over with. And I would I would argue and say that, again, on a case this high profile, that every day somebody is doing this and there's the more. The pressure is higher. Yeah. yeah. You just want to, again, you're just trying to close it. You're just trying to get out from underneath this so you can go on and live your life without being heckled. Every day you walk outside of your your police department or every day you go back to your home, there's always somebody with a camera and a microphone mm-hmm. saying, oh, hey, why are you being stupid or why are you doing this? You're just trying to get it over with, too. Yeah. And I do think that more often than not, media does affect these these types of cases for the for the worse than they do the better. And it is just really sad. Right. Because, again, imagine losing your daughter and you have absolutely no fucking idea what happened and it was it painful was it not i wish i could have her here for thanksgiving like i wish i knew what happened i wish i would have i wish i would have read between the lines and and seen perhaps at the stand text was an emergency kind of thing like she doesn't have to call her grandfather by her name what's up like let me call her yeah you know because apparently she had service then yeah it's it's just so unfortunate and i mean i'm again really sorry to her family that there isn't answers, but there is, but are they the answers that you need? Does that make sense? Right. Like, no, one good thing did come from this. Uh, her family did start the Gabby Petito Foundation, okay, uh, which works towards um, locating missing, missing persons and assisting uh, victims of domestic violence. You can donate um, on their website, which is gabbypetitofoundation.org. And, uh, they do a lot of different research and prevention strategies, awareness, education, um, whatever they can do to try to help, you know, people and give information on what you can do if a loved one does go missing and that type right. of thing. Um, so I recommend, you know, if you're feeling moved and want to donate, you know, of course, donate there or to another similar organization to help, you know, prevent something like this from happening, right. happening again. Um, and hopefully something like this doesn't happen again. Hopefully not, yeah. People just fucking suck. Yeah. Damn. I wonder how Brian... I mean, there's not enough evidence, but I feel like Brian Laundry's family had something to do with it. Even if it was just, like, hiding him, sheltering him, harboring him, whatever the case is. Yeah. I know that there was speculation that they were going to open up some cases against his, his family for some reason, but at this point, from the research that I did, they did determine that no one else was directly involved. Of course not, because why would they determine that? It's so, not like there was a fucking lesbian couple killed the same night that they, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. whatever. It's, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a detective, but come on. Like, are you fucking stupid? Yeah, it, it's unfortunate, and it's one of those things that, you know, I'm not sure that anyone will ever have the answers that her family deserves to have. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I hope that if his family was involved in some way, that that guilt, you know, will hopefully bring them to speak up some point, you know what I'm saying? And actually just admit to what they did or didn't do, or just admit to what they do know, you know what I'm saying? If they know anything. Right. Um, And it can just be over, you know, and give, give her family the closure that they deserve. And the, you know, honestly, the respect that Gabby deserved. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Well, that was depressing. Yeah. That's sad. Well, I appreciate you covering the topic and I really like your stance on it. And I liked, I liked your research and dates and it was a little, like, it was a lot of dates to keep up with. So Mm -hmm. audience, like my, you know, sorry for that, but no, I think that was good. Um, obviously like I'd heard it, but I hadn't necessarily heard it like that much in depth. So no, it was really, I'm not going to say it was good, but it was, it was interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay.
Yo, it's your friendly neighborhood, Skyler man, and Megan. Hi. Hi. Sorry to interrupt ourselves, but since you're here and you're listening, we appreciate you. Also, while you're here, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. And since you're leaving us a five-star review, go ahead and also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. You could also find us on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email at WTFTPod at gmail.com. We also would love to hear your opinions, so leave us a voice message. There's a link in our show notes. Woo. All right, Megan, Skyler, back to you. <laughs> All right, so so in this topic, I'm a little, like, stuffy because of allergies, so I apologize for that. But that being said, this, this topic isn't depressing, but it is, like, mind-boggling in many ways. And also, with that being said, there are a thousand different ways that you can take this topic and spin it and do this and that and the other and go off on this branch and then go off on that branch. But what about this? What about that? And so that being said, I'm going to do my very best to keep this as structured as humanly possible. And if this goes over well, and those of you want to hear a part two, part three, whatever the case is, just message us, right? Email us. There's there's going to be things in this for how, how you guys can reach out to us. There's going to be little excerpts, ads in this. So you can How you guys can reach out to us reach out to us, whatever. And, uh, and I'll make a part two, no problem. I'll make a part three. I'll t- I'll touch on other topics or whatever the case is. But that being said, this particular topic was also requested by multiple people, multiple fans, um, that listen to our podcast. And so I'm, I'm going for it. All right, let's do it. It's time travel. And is time travel real or at least one day, would it be possible to the general public. Why are you laughing? Because I'm not excited to sit here forever and listen to you talk about time travel. <laughs> That's fair. So uh, according to NASA, right? Right, Megan? Okay, NASA. Okay. They say that time travel is possible, just not in the way that you think. Okay, Albert Einstein's theory of relativity states that time and motion are relative to each other and nothing can go faster than the speed of light, which is 186,000 miles per second. Okay. So time travel happens through what's called time dilation. And what time dilation is, is in simple words, it's a physical phenomenon in which time moves differently for different observers in the same initial time frame. An example of this would be like if I if I was to go on an airplane and I took this and we, we went to Walmart and bought two exact clocks that were the exact same, right? Uh-huh. Set to the exact same time. And I take that clock on an airplane and you stay here on the ground and you keep your clock here on the ground. My time in the airplane would tick faster or slower than your time here on the ground because it's at a different elevation. It would also be the same if we took the same top clocks. So when I was up at the top of a mountain and you were down on the ground, my clock on the dip, on the mountain would tick at a different time than your clock on the ground because of the different elevations. Okay. That's time dilation. And so that's how NASA says that time travel is possible. Okay. Fucking NASA just ruined the fun. I wish I was a scientist. So so te- so they're saying it's not. They're saying it's yeah, not in the way. They're saying NASA's saying time travel is not possible in the way that you hear about in movies. Okay. Like, hey, let me just hop in this time machine and go back to like 1804 mm. and figure out, you know, this that or the other, right? Okay. So, you know, fucking NASA fucked it up. They That was my topic. Time travel is not possible. Those are the answers. <laughs> it is possible, but you got to take a clock, go on the top of a mountain, and, stay at the, and one has to stay on the ground. And congratulations, you've time traveled up to the top of a mountain. 
that's essentially what it is. <laughs> but this wouldn't be a good, this. I, I did try to make this as interesting as possible for you, Megan. Okay. Okay. So this wouldn't be a good podcast topic without some fucking stories. You're right. Okay. So I got you. In 1932, J. Bernard Hutton, along with a photographer, was sent to do a story on the Hamburg shipyard for a German newspaper. And the pair said that they, shortly after they got to the shipyard, bombs started raining down from the sky. It was terrible. Everything started shaking. So they took some cover and started waiting for the bomb attack to be over. So eventually, after a little while, bombs stopped raining down from the sky. And as you can imagine, I'm sure they were probably scared to death. Yeah. Um, they come out, and when they said they came out... Everything was fucked. I mean, as you can imagine, right? Like there was just a bombing on the Hamburg shipyard. So mm -hmm. everything was messed up. And th th there was like a plane that had crashed. And it was it was like a whole thing. Okay. So being that they were there to take pictures, he pulls out his fucking camera and he starts taking pictures of the wreckage. Mm -hmm. When they got back after taking pictures of the shipyard and everything, they got back and they were like, listen, dude, like. Did you guys hear what happened in Hamburg, like the Hamburg shipyard? And everybody was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, yeah, like we were out there and fucking bombs started raining down from the sky and shit was going crazy. And everybody was like, yeah, you're fucking mental. Like that did not happen. You're, the Hamburg shipyard is not destroyed. It's completely intact. And they were like, no, we're not fucking lying. Like watch. So they go in and they start developing these photos. Uh-huh. When the when the photos completely developed, they were normal. No wreckage, no plane crash, no bomb attack. It was as if everything was completely normal. And so, upon hearing this story, you could be like, "Yeah, it's, these people are dumb. Like they just they're like schizophrenic, and they just had like a meg. There was like just an earthquake or yeah. something. Yeah. Um. But here's here's where things start to get weird, Megan. Eleven years later, almost exactly, there would be a bombing at the Hamburg shipyard. And other German photographers would go out and take photos of the damage. And J. Bernard Hutton, to his shock, would say that the photos were exactly what it looked like on the day that they were there 11 years prior. But here, here's the thing. When I heard this and I was like, yo, these guys are fucking journalists. Like, they're going to say anything to get a story. Yeah. What was crazy is, is it was apparently corroborated, corroborated, corroborated by, yeah. by his coworkers 11 years prior that they did come back 11 years ago and state that there was a bombing. So they called it 11 years before the bombing happened. They fucking called it. And that's what got me. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Another story, so that was that was a story for that one. Number two, in 2003, this one fucks me up. Hold on. Do I have a number three? I don't think I do. No. Okay, this is this is my yeah, this is my last story. I was looking for a number three, and I was like, nah, I'm gonna leave it at number two. Cause this one, this one's crazy. Okay. So in 2003, a man named Andrew Carlson was arrested for insider. Oh, damn. Was arrested for hold on. My, like, iPad fucked up. All right. In 2003, Andrew Carlson had been arrested for insider trading charges um, because he turned an investment of $800. He turned in an investment of around 800 bucks to a portfolio worth around $350 million while he was, while he was investing in the stock market. All the trades he made that particular day were listed as very, very unusual and very, very high risk unless he had inside information. 
of the portfolios that he was putting money into. Okay. The thing about these portfolios is these portfolios were not supposed to be known by the general public. So that being said, he would actually get investigated by the FBI well, yeah. and he would explain. So the FBI is sitting there and they're like, yo, dude, like, how do you know about these portfolios? Like, nobody's supposed to know about them. So you're definitely not. And the fact that you just made in 2003, 800 bucks is a decent amount of money. Mm -hmm. You just put 800 casual dollars into this portfolio. That big of an investment, you just for no reason. Okay, whatever. Um, Andrew Carlson's explanation is like, dude, I don't like nobody's giving me insider information. I'm just a time traveler from the year 2256. And the FBI is like, yeah, okay, buddy. Well, whatever, <laughs> dude. You fucking dumbass. Like, all right, now. Um, he goes, but here's the thing. Like, my plan was actually just to make several small trades here and there that were going to go unnoticed, but I got caught up in the excitement of making a fortune. So that's what he did. Which, I okay, like, fair enough. Idiot. If you're a time traveler, I feel like you have to be more disciplined than that. Yeah. But Okay. <laughs> So the FBI starts pressing him for more answers because, of course, they did not believe Andrew Carlson. And so they're like, okay, yeah, but, like, who actually gave you the insider information? Like, who who who's giving you the information, Andrew? Mm-hmm. We need to know. And Andrew Carlson's like, listen, I really am a time traveler, and I'll prove it to you. Because I can give you the exact location where Osama bin Laden is hiding out, and I can give you the cure for AIDS. And they're like, okay, Andrew. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> But this is where the story starts to get fucking weird. Andrew Carlson would then pull out a photo after they weren't like biting on the AIDS cure or the Osama bin Laden like location. He pulls out a photo and gives it to the FBI and says that he also went back in time to see the opening of the South Fork Bridge in Canada, which opened in 1940. Okay, so he wouldn't have been able to actually, like, he wouldn't have been alive. He wouldn't, so at the time, yeah. So the photo is like an old black and white photo of a bunch of people standing around. Here you have a man that is being questioned in 2003 that is in his 40s, mid-30s, early 40s, that is sitting in an FBI interrogation room, pulls out a photo from 1940 that's black and white, you know, it's got a bunch of people standing around with suits on, top hats on, you know, like the old style round glasses and just like, I mean, honestly, like 1940 style clothes, right? Okay. And then on the right hand side of the photo, there's this fucking 35, 40 year old dude standing there in a fucking Michigan t-shirt <laughs> with a cardigan and modern day aviator sunglasses. <laughs> and I'm like. Huh? <laughs> this is the most photoshopped fucking thing I've yeah, ever seriously. seen in my life. The man would look like Andrew Carlson would have looked in 2003. Okay. Right? So it, it is almost very clearly Andrew Carlson in this photo, allegedly from the 1940s. And it is an actual photo taken from the opening of the South Fork Bridge in Canada from the 1940s. Mm-hmm. And you can actually Google this photo online and you'll see it. But the thing is, the FBI being the FBI, like, started messing with this photo. And the FBI even came out and said that the photo was not altered or photoshopped in any way. That this was a real photo. Interesting. Which is like, 
so the FBI is kind of like listening to him now. And Carlson would, after like presenting the photo and they tested it and everything, Carlson goes back to the, like they go back to Carlson and Carlson's like, yo, dude, listen, I've told you guys way too much information. Like I've told you guys things that you should not know. Mm-hmm. I know things that I theoretically should not know. I feel like I've provided sufficient enough proof that I am in fact a time traveler, right? South Fork Ridge photo. I've given you the cure to AIDS. I've given you Osama bin Laden's location. I need to go, like, I have to go back to the year 2256, like now. Because if I stay any longer, bad things will happen. And the FBI is like, okay, let's say for two seconds. Because now you've given us things that we cannot explain. Humanly debunk, Mm -hmm. right? Let's say for two seconds that you are a time traveler where's your time machine? Like you had to get here some way, right, cowboy? So like, where the fuck is your time machine? And Andrew Carlson's like, yeah, I'm not giving you that information. Because if I give you the information in my time machine, you guys are going to take it and experiment on it. And it's going to end up in the wrong hands. And a machine of this magnitude cannot simply cannot end up in the wrong hands. It would be the end of life as we know it. I feel like I'm listening to like a Doctor Who episode. Honestly. Like, he's like, uh, my time machine is the blue police box on the corner of 3rd <laughs> yeah. and Main. Yeah, no like, <laughs> <laughs> It's that red telephone box outside of London. Like, that's the <laughs> one. Um, but, so the FBI is like, so you're not going to give us your, your time machine location? And they're like, he's like, no. Nah. And so they're like, you have the right to remain silent. Everything you say can it will be used against you. In the court. So they arrested him, right? Okay. So they arrest Andrew Carlson. And this kind of fucks me up a little bit. They set his bail. In 2003, they set his bail at $1 million. Wow. Which, you have to pay 10% of that, right? So, Mm -hmm. I feel like in 2003, that's a lot of money to set a bail at. For, for like, and I get it, right? Like, he did insider trading on a fucking portfolio that wasn't supposed to be traded on. Like, I get why they were pissed. But to set his bail at a million, like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I just don't know enough. But that seems a bit high. It does seem a little bit excessive. Um, But then it gets weirder because Andrew Carlson sitting in a jail cell, right? Minding his own business. Then what the FBI describes, the FBI describes as some mysterious man would come in, pay the full bail and leave with Andrew Carlson. The man would leave with very minimal information about himself. I don't know why I said self like that. Mm-hmm. would leave with very minimal information given to the FBI about himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and like to this day, they don't really know who he was. Do they know where Andrew Carlson went? So after you get out of jail from being arrested from the FBI, as you can imagine, you're going to have a court date at some point. Yeah. Right. So shortly thereafter, he would need to attend court in April of 2003, but would not show up to court. So they're like, okay, where the fuck did Andrew Carlson go? So they start looking around. Now, here's what's weird. Andrew Carlson had essentially no family, no friends, nothing. Well, no, no he's from 2,000 years in the future. Yeah, he's from 2256, right? These are his great, 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 great grandparents. That's exactly right, you know? So, like, they're, they're like, you know, they're trying to find somebody. They're trying to, you know, nothing. They can't find anybody that knows who Andrew Carlson is, knows where his location is, nothing. It's almost like uh, he just disappeared off of the face of the earth, right? 
Yeah, Here's Return to the Future. Return to the Future. <laughs> so they're like, all right, Andrew, we're going to figure you out. Again, Andrew Carlson in 2003, that's when he would be arrested for insider trading, right? So they start digging deeper into Mr. Carlson and they realized that there has, there is absolutely no record of Andrew Carlson existing before December of 2002. Okay. So it's like one day in December of 2002, Andrew Carlson is like, peekaboo, like here I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. And stayed until April of 03 until he perhaps, perhaps went back to the future. Please don't copyright infringe me. That wasn't a reference to the movie. (laughs) And, um, Nobody's been able to, nobody's been able to contact him. Nobody has seen or heard from Andrew Carlson since. Interesting. At all. That's so weird. Radio silence. So obviously these are stories that you hear and there's so much doubt to them. Sure. Even, even for myself. I'm sure it can be disproved. I mean, he knew the FBI was looking for him. Right. So in theory, if he's not a time traveler... Maybe he was able to assume a different identity and he's just existing Dude, somewhere else. You know what I mean? If he's like, not a time traveler, my man invested in a stock. Like, he apparently is a very intelligent individual. Right? And sure. because if he's not a time traveler, Andrew Carlson was obviously a fake alibi anyway. My man didn't appear until December of 02. So he's not sure. real. That's clearly not his real name. Yeah, he just and returned he back just, to yeah. his original person, just, like, identity. Exactly. Like, my man deceived. Like, there are so many stories in which you can, like, debunk even both of these stories again it's a journalist so like i don't know right like or i'm talking about the first story now right Mm -hmm. like it was a journalist who said you know hey uh, it was a bombing yeah you fucking also whatever like you could have just paid your friend to go on and say too you're trying to make money you're trying to be a good journalist like money talks you You know money yeah i mean there's probably logical explanations for both situations right um so I, i just wanted to include those stories right obviously Am I saying I believe them? I'm not saying I believe them. I'm also not saying that I don't believe them, right? I think that anything's possible. I just, time travel seems a bit far-fetched. I don't know. I mean, currently the show that I am binge-watching is Doctor Who. Right. And from the accounts of that show, uh, I don't think it it functions in that way. If you've seen Doctor Who, I know you haven't, but I'm talking about people listening if you've seen doctor who it seems a little far-fetched for it to be that right like you know for it to function in that manner but i'm not a scientist you know what i mean right and and i'm a big thing of like you don't know what you don't know and what i don't know is how that works that's fair you know like this is fair i'm I, i don't really i don't know you know what i mean like i'm not gonna debunk it and say it's not possible because i don't know if it's possible or not even i mean because even if it was why would they tell us that's why i'm actually gonna get into that oh okay so so i obviously wanted to like list two stories just to kind of start this off with like okay hey now we have something to go off of but my thing with time travel is is whenever i think of time travel and you hear people say it all the time and i'm pretty sure i've asked you this question not on the podcast but i will like verbalize it for the sake of this topic i've called you before and i have asked you like yo Megan, if time travel was possible and you could go back in time for the specifics of solving like an unsolved case, Mm -hmm. what would you, what, what case would you go back in time and solve? 
John Benet Ramsey. John Benet Ramsey, right? And and we, we so we had like a I think we had like a twenty minute conversation about this one time. We moved yeah. on. When people like think of time travel, in many regards, that's what people think of time travel too, right? I think my answer was like the pyramids, because technically that is an unsolved case. Yeah. Right. Like I want to go back and see how the pyramids were built, and that's like the Hollywood version of time travel. But if time travel were possible and widely available to the human race, which I don't think would ever happen. And in many ways, I hope would never happen. Sure. That's what you think of time travel. Because if time travel were- Yeah, going back to big, like- Right. Like historic events or big, like actual key points in history. Right. You know, that you would want to see, like witness for yourself or get the answers for yourself, that type of thing. Right. Yeah. So what I'm about to say is under the assumption that time travel- was invented and widely available to the public, which again would never happen. But I, again, I wanted to stress that it's under that assumption that time travel has been made available to the public mm-hmm. for general use. Um, which again, I feel like is what people mean when they say, well, when one day when time travel, time travel is invented, I'm going to do this. So here's the thing about time travel. People say that time travel is at some point in one day going to be invented. Right. Mm -hmm. People think that people believe that with all their heart. But the second that time travel like that, that happens. Right. The second that time travel is invented, the day that somebody invents that time machine, all time moving forward will immediately cease to be linear. Right. Mm -hmm. Meaning that all of a sudden, like there is no more like, okay, well, tomorrow's Wednesday and then it's Thursday and then it's like none of that is possible anymore. Right. Because if time travel were possible and it was made available to the general public, everything would happen everywhere all at once. They even made a movie about it, which actually it's a great movie. But like everything's going to happen everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing? It sounds fucking awesome. Like it sounds cool as shit. Yeah, you but know? if you go off of the logic of movies and shows that are about time travel, it's that whole like idea like you go back in time and step on a butterfly and now... You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you, you step on a butterfly and now literally the world ends. You know what I'm saying? No, exactly. Because, of the, you know, the idea of impacting history, like, for example, going back in time to solve the John Benet Ramsey case right. could literally, like, destroy what's Everything. left. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, exactly. It, it would change the course of the future forever. 100%. And no, I'm absolutely going to get into that. Um, But, like, even just kind of, like, on the shallow end of it for two seconds, think about it like this. If... Everything was happening everywhere all at once. Time travel is available to the general public. It would make even the most simple tasks impossible. For example, say that like I buy a house, right? Mm-hmm. I, I fucking love this house. It's great. I enjoy it. I move in with like my wife. We have a family in this house. We're growing our kids up and it's a great house and I love it. Mm-hmm. And then one day fucking Juan Pablo comes and he's like, I like that house. Oh, there's tenants. There are people who live, they've lived there for 15 years. No big deal. Juan Pablo just takes his ass on back in time, buys the house before I have a chance to buy the house. Mm-hmm. And now that house is no longer mine. Because time travel is possible and it would make simple tasks like buying a house, buying a car, buying this fucking Yeti water bottle that I have right here, right? Like all it would take is for somebody to just get good at time travel and all of a sudden no humans own anything anymore. There is no more Nobel Prize winner. There is no more I created the cure for cancer. There's none of that. 
because no one person would do anything because people are greedy and they want to take those titles. They want to take those belongings. They want to do everything. It would completely get rid of the structure of life. It would make our, it would make our life as we know it right now, 100% unrecognizable. Um, And thinking about it, you would also kind of immediately become immortal, right? Like if I, if time travel was possible and I went 800,000 years in the future, to get a cure for say something right Mm -hmm. well cool like now there's medicine eight hundred thousand years in the future with technology that we just don't currently possess at all yeah so that being said like i could just go eight hundred thousand years in the future and get a cure for quite literally any ailment that i struggle with whatsoever sure it would so you would almost immediately become immortal at the same time well yeah because i mean you can also like oh i've got I'm, I know I'm gonna get hit by a car today or right. you know I broke my leg today and right. now it's gonna kill me I can just go back to the day before I broke I my go leg back, yeah. and know? just keep living my life yeah over and over and over again but on the other side of that coin what what this is these are all things that I've just asked myself right like when it comes to time travel these like a lot of this is just like research that I've done but a lot of this is also just questions that I because this this took me like five days to research like everything that I'm saying it took me like a week to just write everything down and get it done Mm -hmm. um but so on the other side of that coin like yes you would also there's a potential that you could become immortal and like everything's gonna be fine but what if the human race from the day that time travel became possible onward, what if we stopped moving forward and innovating? Because if you have the mentality of, damn, I can just go 800,000 years in the future and get the cure for cancer. Why would we invent the cure for cancer if we can just go in the future and get it? Sure. Right? Because it would have already been invented, which means on the back side of that, we don't invent the cure for cancer because we got lazy because time travel is possible. Mm-hmm. And it becomes an issue. And we almost stop progressing as a civilization, the sure. whole world, not just, you know, not just us, like here in the U S the entire world stops progressing. Sure. And it's fucking insane. Like how do we continue technologically to grow? Uh, if time travel is possible, cause humans are lazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, even if, even if you did invent the cure for cancer, it becomes an issue of, well, now I want to be recognized as the cure for cancer winner, like guy who recognizes. So all I got to do is go back in time and take credit for your thing. Yeah. And it's not that hard to do if you know how time travel works. Sure. Right. And it, you would eventually learn it because you're doing it all the time um, because it's available to the general public. Assuming I could afford a time machine. I don't, I'm probably, yeah. those, will, those will probably be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> probably very expensive <laughs> yeah. to get a time machine. Probably. Um, but there's a guy named Ronald Millette who has built a time machine. This is real life. Um, and he actually thinks it is a complete working time machine. The only problem is, is that he would need something like the power of the sun to be able to harness said time machine or harness the energy of said time machine. Um, so I guess in a way, I'm pretty glad that he cannot, that we cannot as a civilization harness the power of the sun right now. Yeah, that's probably not a good thing to ever need to do. Absolutely. I just saw an episode about that on Doctor Who. Destroy the planet. Yeah. Yeah. All the planets, actually. (laughs) All the planets, yeah. Um, But I I, I put it in here because his story is kind of cool, and I kind of want to, like, give him his credit for a second. So he got into – he's a 78-year-old man, Ronald Millett. Um, He is a – he's actually a a professor Mm -hmm. of physics at the University of Connecticut. 78 years old. His father died whenever he was a young man. 
And when the day that his father, his father died in the war, right? His father was a soldier. His father okay. died in the war. And he, the day that his dad died, the day that he got the news that his I'm father I'm sorry. Was dead, I, I just got really sad because you were like, he died in the war. And I'm like, but wait, which one? Because there have been so many. Yeah. I assume you meant World War Two. It was World War Two. yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, his father died. And the day that he got the news that his father died, he was like, I am going to invent time travel so I can go back in time and save my dad from being killed Mm -hmm. which is like a really cool dream if you're a kid but the thing is is this man grew up and to be a 78 year old and still fucking plans on that which i think is really cool um that being said he has devoted his entire life to understanding time travel and understanding how it works and trying to find a time machine again he's built a time machine that he's pretty sure would work granted he could find the energy source to power it which is both scary and also really cool like yo ronald millet if you're listening to this i don't think time travel should be used by the general public but if you do get it to work i want to ride (laughs) i'm trying to go with you um but no the reason that i mentioned this is because he has a theory right in in doing this in building this time machine and devoting his life to understanding time travel, he says something that makes the Andrew Carlson story, depending on if you believe his side of it, Mm -hmm. not possible. Andrew Carlson's a liar. And this is what he says. He says that say like, for example, time travel were invented on some day in say February, 2024 time travel would only be possible from said day in February, 2024 onward meaning that you would not, nor would you ever be able to go back in time beyond February, 2024, because time travel wasn't invented up to that point. Okay, fair. But then that disproves his whole theory of needing to go back in time to save his dad. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That is what Ronald Millette said. That's he, he stated that, right? Like he realized that he would never be able to go back in time and save his dad, even if his time machine worked. Mm-hmm. But he spent so far on it and became like so much of his life on it and it became such a passion that he still wanted to create a time machine because he thinks it could help. Okay. And he wants to do this. So like he still worked on it, but it does this. And that's he, he even says that like he wouldn't be able to save his dad ever. So that means that if that is true, if Ronald Millette's theory of time travel is true and you couldn't go back on the day that time travel was invented, you either A, believe Andrew Carlson's story in the first place, and if you do believe it, then you have to ask yourself the question. I guess it's really not a question because if Ronald Millette is true, time travel's already been invented. Because if Andrew Carlson is an actual time traveler and he appeared on some day in December of 2002, time travel was at least invented before December of 2002. Sure. That's fucking weird. Well, and if you actually did end up going back to 1940, that would mean that it was invented actually... Before 1940? Yeah. Damn. Potentially before 1934, because the time travelers that took the pictures of the shit. Well, that one could be more like alternate realities, though. Like a, like a, like a multiverse type of situation. Exactly, because, you, I mean, they weren't partaking in as far as we're aware like any sort of machinery or something that would imply that they were even right in a place that you know what i'm saying right they were just there and so if you wanted to really like try to debunk it you could say like oh they slipped into an alternate reality where on that day in time the bombing happened but in our reality the bombing happens 11 years later does that make sense like right 
in theory, if we're going for that, like... That's another thing of, like, time travel is, like, multiversal theories, which is, is again, there's... And wormholes and, like, all this and that. There's so many... Again, like, that's kind of what I was saying. There's so many parts of time travel that would... Again, you know, I, I personally, I think the multiverse is real. Like, well, because they, I think it exists. I mean, if you if you base it off of, like, time travel in TV shows, in theory, you, tra- you travel back in time and you make a change, right? You right. save that person, you step on that butterfly... It throws off the timeline that you're in. Hold on. Because I'm about to get into this. Okay. But, or it creates a whole new timeline. Exactly. Right? So that's, so that's exactly like, that's actually a really good segue. And I appreciate you for saying that. Welcome. Oh my God. Thanks, Megan. I do what I can. (laughs) So, (laughs) what laugh was that? (laughs) (laughs) So, that is another problem to time travel that I don't think people think about, right? So not only if time travel were made available, widely available to the public and everyone had access to it, again, I want to specify, God, I hope that's never the case. But again, I, I do want to ride. If the powers that be have created time travel here, this like, yo, help me up, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what the French toast is about to blow up all throughout history. Like, let's yeah. <laughs> but, um, if it were possible, like here's a here's a, here's a theory, right? Like here here's here's a way in which this might be a bit of an extreme story, but I, I do feel like this is a good example of kind of what we're talking about. Okay. What you're talking about is something called the butterfly effect, which mm-hmm. I there is there I do have an example for that as well. This is not the butterfly effect, but it is something similar. Okay. They're they're sl- they're they're butterfly effect I'll, I'll get into that so an example is is like say i go into the future right i'm i'm like say I, I went to the doctor not in the future say like i'm in my current timeline i go to the doctor and i get diagnosed with some illness that the world is does not have a cure for sure. right um and i'm like shit but time travel at this point is available to the general public for mm-hmm. for daily use so i'm like damn like it's a death sentence like i'm going to die from this disease that i was just diagnosed with but fortunately i have a time machine so i go into the future and i grab a cure for this illness that i have that currently in my own timeline is not curable right i go into the future i grab a cure for this and I go back to the timeline in which I left from, but I go back healed because I have a cure, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the problem was, is I was supposed to die, but I didn't. I did not die. I lived because I cheated time. Time does not like to be to be cheated. Scientists say that time is a very complex construct and it does not like to be cheated. And you can cheat time. You can, you can try and cheat time and you may succeed once, twice, maybe even a dozen times, Mm -hmm. but eventually it will catch up to you and you will be, time will catch up to you and it will, it will get its revenge. Well, and that's where like, when they say like you, for example, if you were to go back in time and save someone, well, that person was supposed to die. Exactly. So they, you know, there's movies and shows all about that too. Exactly. You know, where what would happen instead, like they'll, spend the rest of their life cheating, you know, fighting not to get hit by the car, not to get hit by the bus, you know, right? not to get hit by the meteor because time has said this person's supposed to die. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so I'm going to oversimplify this example real fast, just because this can get confusing. Um, so say that, okay, again, I survived this illness. I go back to my time zone, which I left from, then I, then I find a wife and I marry this woman and then I have a kid with this woman. Well, you know, kid grows up great has a great life. I'm proud of him. His mother and I are proud of this kid. And uh, 
this kid one day, you know, he's driving down the road. He's got his phone on his lap and then, you know, his phone like rings and he's like, oh shit. So he picks it up to look at who called him for just a split second and he puts his phone back down and he looks up and he hits a pedestrian walking down or that's walking in the middle of the road. Mm -hmm. Kills said pedestrian. Now here's the problem with that, right? This kid of mine that killed this pedestrian was never supposed to exist because I was never supposed to be alive long enough to have this kid. Mm -hmm. But here's another problem. The, the man that this, that my kid killed mm -hmm. because he hit him was the great, great, great grandfather of the guy who invented the cure that saved my life. Therefore erasing all of that from existence. Sure. Meaning we have now created a paradox. Yeah. And in that paradox, ultimately, my son and myself would be erased completely from the timeline mm -hmm. because time reverted back to what it was supposed to be. And I also, because the cure never now, because my kid killed the great, great grandfather of the guy who invented the cure, the cure never exists now. Yeah. Because fucking sucks, right? So now I got erased from the timeline. Cure never gets made. Thousands of other people die. Perhaps millions of other people die because said cure was never invented mm -hmm. from said guy. And we create a time paradox and nothing makes any sense because now on the opposite end of that, I got erased from the timeline. My kid got erased from the timeline. Therefore, meaning perhaps the guy doesn't get killed, but he does get killed because it already happened here and it undoes time here, but time stays the same at this pinpoint, but it undoes past pinpoint because it's so confusing. Yeah. Um, this is why it's called a paradox. And scientists say, scientists say that enough of these paradox, and I completely understand why, would end the world. Because Fair. time will essentially enough of these, everything happening everywhere all at once, time travel being available to the wide like to the public, time would just collapse in on itself. Yeah. Because time is doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah. Time can't hold enough paradoxes. Does that make sense? Yes. So the world would literally end. Which is why time travel should never be available to the general public. Um so that's a paradox, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, what you were talking about is, is the butterfly effect mm -hmm. and they are similar, but not completely the same. But before I get into the butterfly effect, I'm going to get into this, right? So if time travel were possible, again, just to kind of go back to the thing, it would never be available to the general public, therefore making the higher forces to be the only ones with the access to it. And this is what kind of scares me, because if you do believe the Andrew Carlson story, potentially time travel was invented before 1940. Mm -hmm. And that's not completely crazy, right? Because they do say the government is decades and decades ahead of us technology-wise, which is very true. If you hear, this is like another topic, but apparently, and I've Joe Rogan talks about this, and there, the government had technology in like World War II that could take a satellite from up in this like outer space and essentially dial into your car's radio, mm -hmm. and and ultimately like listen to your radio station or whatever the case is. From from like government could that was in World War II they could do that, right? Okay. So if we could do that in World War II, think about how advanced that they are now. Sure. If time travel were possible, it would make the government so much more scary or whoever has access to it because they would control the world and nobody could stop them. Mm 
literally nobody could stop them because they could just go back in time and erase that person from existence. Sure. Um, so that's pretty fucking toxic. <laughs> like it does get kind of scary. Um, but yeah, the reason that I made my example of time travel is because, you know, I feel like that was a good example. Yeah. And, and oftentimes, like when we think of time travel, it is the fairy tale version of time travel where it's just like, let's go back in time and see how the pyramids are built. Let's go back in time and see how John A. Ramsey was murdered, which I think is crazy. It's cool. Um, but there also are more theories of time travel, right? Like it's not just the Ronald Millette version of you can't go back in time before time travel was possible. There's also the theories of time travel, the day that time travel is invented, you would be able to go back in time forever. So the day there's another theory, right? Like if time travel was invented the same day in February, 2024, it wouldn't matter because time travel now would have been possible all throughout history and all throughout the future mm -hmm. because it's time travel. So if you believe that version of time travel and not Ronald Millett's version, it makes everything we said intense, more intense by like a thousand percent, because now you're going back to the pyramids and this, that, and the other. And that's also a crazy thing. Did you know that whenever they recently, like semi-recently, they went and dug up a tomb of an Egyptian mm -hmm. and there was a Swiss watch Interesting. in the tomb. Swiss watches weren't invented until like way fucking down the road after the Egyptians were like alive. Watches weren't even invented until fucking centuries later. Centuries later. Almost a millennia later. That's fucking crazy. Time travel is possible, obviously. Perhaps. But yeah, so if you believe that there's like proof of time travel going all the way back to the Egyptian pyramid, you would almost have to say that Millet's theory is not correct. Mm -hmm. Right. And that time travel instead would it's always you could travel back in time to as far back as you wanted to go. Um, there are also some speculations that if time travel were invented, it would be possible to go back behind the day that it was invented. But a, a big problem of that scientists say is that given Einstein's theory of relativity, relativity, you would have to move at the speed of light, which is, again, 186,000 miles per second. Mm -hmm. the human body would not be able to survive that trip. The human body cannot go 186,000 miles per second. We would die. Yeah. And also, even if it did, it would just be a one-trip thing, and you would never be able to make it back to the timeline in which you left from. Okay. So if I went back to the Egyptian pyramid, I could never come back to the day in which I left. I would have to stay in Egyptian. But then talking about something else really fast, this is where the butterfly effect comes in, right? So the butterfly effect is similar to a paradox and also so fucking different that this is a problem with say time travel was invented and you could go back the day before, right? This is where the butterfly effect comes in. So an example of the butterfly effect would be, say I go back in time to like a Beatles concert, right? Uh -huh. And I'm having a good time and I'm walking down the street, down the sidewalk to just get to the arena where they're holding this Beatles concert. And I kick a rock. It's a larger rock and I hurt my toe really bad. But it's okay because my toe will heal. Time will not, but my toe will heal. Okay. <laughs> and I kick this rock out into the street. There's this kid riding a bike. Boom. Bike hits the rock. Kid flips off his bike, breaks his arm. Such a simple act of me kicking a rock has now broken the kid's arm. Yeah. Which could happen 
anyways in even today's life but the problem is if we do it today you just have to pay for the kids medical bills right yeah. like or his, his insurance will cover it you just feel like a dick for a little while you move on your ego will heal right yeah you do it back in when you go back in time now the problem is say you kick this rock kid breaks his arm well now kid has to go to the hospital and his parents of course have to be at the hospital with him so his dad gets to the hospital with him meaning his dad had to leave work to go to the hospital mm-hmm. to be with his son. Problem is, is his dad works for a very important company. Say his dad worked for NASA. Okay. Kid's dad works for NASA and dad, super smart scientist, right? Well, the problem is, is with his dad missing that work meeting, little did he know that that work meeting was actually going to, at some point turn into a very important work meeting in which he was supposed to, and him and his team, at this work meeting, we're supposed to find a meteor that was set to hit, say, I don't know, fucking California, mm-hmm. right? Meteor was supposed to hit California, but because he misses the work meeting, he was the one that found the problem that means the meteor was going to hit. He doesn't find that problem because he's now in the hospital with his son, meaning now whenever you return back to your timeline, California doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. because you broke the timeline. Yeah. And you're not the Flash, so you can't go back in time and try to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the butterfly effect. Completely different from a paradox. And also, there's a very fine line between a butterfly effect and a paradox. Mm-hmm. And it's very confusing. And I'm irritated because now I, I don't, now my mind is everywhere and it's racing a thousand. It's like an ant farm in there. Ant farm in your head. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so that is my topic on fucking time travel. Is it possible? I don't know. Will it be possible? I don't know. Is it good if it is possible? I don't know. <laughs> and Always leaving us with more on, questions on than brands. <laughs> I like how you started this off with you like, I really don't want to sit here for like a little while and listen to you talk about time travel. And then I watched Doctor Who, you asshole. Yeah. You don't want to listen to me talk about time travel, but you'll watch Doctor Who. Yeah, it's an, it's my current hyperfixation. Did it, did you like the topic or yes. were you bored? No, it was actually interesting. Probably because I've been watching Doctor Who and stuff, so I've got their like theories behind it, so it makes more sense to me than it would if I hadn't been watching Doctor Who, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But yeah, I thought it was really interesting. So you weren't bored? No. So you, you're you good? I'm good. Asshole. I'm kidding. You're not an asshole. <laughs> I am kind of an asshole. It's okay. We still love you. Hey, Megan, it's, it's, it is it's 2.15. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Do you want to go get food? <laughs> I, this is funny because I said like several episodes ago, what's the ick episode? I think it was six with Trey. You fucking beautiful man. That was episode four. Trey, you fucking beautiful, libaceous. That's weird. Not libaceous. You're killing it. Let's go get some food. Trey, come back on the podcast, bud. We miss you. You don't even listen to this podcast. I know he doesn't listen to this podcast. Anyways, your hyperfixation on my cousin. It's not a hyperfixation. I just like him. Okay. Well, I'm going to go. Well, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. We love you very much, and we hope you have a great day. We're going to go eat food. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. My friends, that has been the episode. We appreciate you coming out and spending time with us today. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a follow. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else that you find your podcast. 
You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. We're also on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. And you can email us your stories, topics, or opinions at WTFTPod at gmail.com. I'm Skylar. I'm Megan. And this has been What the French Toast. Thank you.